Welcome to Like Mother, Like Murder. I am Rachel. And I'm Heather. We bring you the good, the badass, and the crime. This is Like Like Mother, Mother, Like like murder. Murder. Get it right, get it right, get, get it. it tight. Get it right, get it tight. Mm-hmm. Get it right, get it tight. Welcome to Like Mother, Like Murder. Welcome to Like Mother, Like Murder. <laughs> so funny to try to talk to you. <laughs> I like how to, like, you don't look at me. You're like, don't I can't look at you because I know I'm going to laugh. I can't look at you. What do you mean? I love it so much. I love it so much. Well, everybody, welcome to Like Mother, Like Murder. Like Mother, Like Murder. Welcome, welcome. Our second official recording episode of our new brand. And we're loving it. We're loving it. We hope you guys are too. Mm -hmm. It was funny. I was talking to my brother last night and he doesn't listen to the podcast, but he had asked, he's like, oh, what did you guys change your name to? Because he had no idea. And real was, quick. Yeah. Michael doesn't listen, but does Laura? Yeah. Okay. Then, yes. okay, Michael, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. Thank you, Laura. We love you. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> he's like, I had to listen to this bitch for years. <laughs> I don't need any more of her. <laughs> that's um, a, I swear, I swear that's the same with my brother. Because like, I when we first started, I told... um him and his girlfriend like go listen to me go listen to me and he and i was like at least if you don't listen just freaking download them and like listen to the first yeah. five minutes whatever whatever i don't think he's listening to a single episode <laughs> <laughs> i know weston had i don't know if he does anymore but no so when i told him the name he's like okay he's like who yeah. came up with that i was like obviously heather not me <laughs> uh <laughs> i'm not creative at all <laughs> can't name anything ever like just dismiss any uh recommendation i ever give so it was a matter of time we had been thinking about it wondering about it and then you know we spoke it into existence and it is here and it is like mother like murder and um that's where we're gonna be at now you know and wine time still has our hearts and all of you wine timers that are here with us thank you uh for still being here because we love it and it wasn't like i mean Season one was amazing. So oh, yeah, for it sure. had nothing to do with We're that. We're not trying just, to dismiss yeah, our yeah. beginnings. And wine time right. will always be with us because I'm going to tell you, I'm going to have these wine time cups for forever. Hello, everybody. This is Liam Collins, the host of the podcast Crime Over Wine, and I'm about to make your Wine Wednesdays so much better. We know that there is nothing better than hanging out and listening to your favorite true crime podcast over your favorite bottle of wine, and that's where we come in. Every week, we share a new head-scratching true crime story while reviewing your new favorite bottle of wine. So your new true crime adventure is waiting for you. Crime Over Wine drops new episodes every Wednesday, wherever you get your podcasts. Mm-hmm. Speaking of, what are you drinking, my love? Oh, I'm drinking iced coffee. Samesies! Yes. It's an early morning recording, guys. This is early about, morning what recording. Our, this is what our summer days look like at the moment. <laughs> yes. Because we're busy. We're busy. We gotta so get it like, in in the morning. You know? Yeah, Heather rolls out of bed and is mm. like, all right, be right there. And I'm Literally. Like, for four hours. But cool, <laughs> let's do it. Well, you one know? thing I do is I roll out of bed and then I kick my husband and my kids out of the house. And I say, go take them for a walk, which is actually perfect because we haven't been able to do walks as much lately because it's been so blazing freaking yes. hot. So, so ro- waking up and going for a walk is like the only time of day we can get those girls outside. Right. Because it's not a million degrees. So it's right, nice. Right. It's nice. That is nice. <laughs> Um, the other nice part is I'm looking forward to relaxing because I know today's your day and you have a case for me. I'm excited so I for listen. this. I, but are. before, before I mm-hmm. jump into the case, Rachel, I have a very important question for you. And I think all the listeners want to know, oh, how was paddleboarding? Oh, God. I was <laughs> like, oh, no. What did I do? <laughs> Paddleboarding was amazing. Yay! Um, we're actually going to go out tomorrow morning for sunrise. So we're going to bed early. <gasps> Beautiful. For those of you guys that don't know, I am obsessed with taking photos. Um, and sunrise is like my thing. And 
yeah, we'll be out there. We'll be out there. We're going to go to bed early. So we already told Kenzie. She's so excited. And we plan on being in the water by sunrise. <gasps> and so Joel will be fishing out of the one of the paddle boards. Kenzie will either be with me or on the kayak. But either way, she was she was fine on her own, um, just doing her own thing, too, which was very exciting. Because my daughter, you guys, my daughter is like... The most like brave, daring, just out there. I n d e p e n d. Do you know what that means? Yeah, that's her. So, um, it was it was awesome. And then Sebastian, he loved it too. Which he didn't want to go. He didn't want to go out on the water at all. And then I think having the freedom to just like. You know, we didn't make him, like, stay with us. We were all, like, where it's visible. I made him share his location with me (laughs) in case he drifted away. I said, I got to be able to find you. That's only safe. I mean, that's good. I know. So he was just like, yeah, no problem. And then he took Kenzie and they went out. Yeah, it was it was a great time. So looking forward to that summer lake life. That lake Lake life. Since I don't have an ocean near me, which I would not go paddleboarding in an ocean. So Uh -uh. there's that. And I know you got you got a big weekend uh, coming up. I do. Going on. So we have a big day today. We have ballet, and then we're immediately going to a pool party. For some friends who we haven't seen in a while because they moved out of state. And then tomorrow we have another pool day. We have another pool day with the one, the only Diane. Yes. Yep, 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 yep. Who is um, very preggers right now. So we're going to get her in the pool so she can feel weightless because yes. if y'all have never done, um, a pool or a large body of water while you're pregnant, it feels so nice to like, just not be carrying all that weight. And it's amazing. So definitely give it a shot. (laughs) Yes. Do that. Get in there. You pregnant, beautiful mommy to be. I love that. Good, good, good. All right. So are you ready? Rachel. Of course. Story. Absolutely. So one thing, after our kind of crazy and sad and just like heartbreaking case um, last week, I wanted to bring something a little more tame um, because that was that was a rough one. I mean, it was good. And I'm really glad we started off with that because I think it's a very important case. Um, but I don't know if I could do that two weeks in a row. So... I'm Spoiler. sure that, I mean, I know I appreciate it, and I'm sure the yeah. others appreciate it as well. So thank you for that. There you go. There you go. So spoiler alert, nobody actually dies in this uh, in this one. Um, this is a crazy mom crime. So we're, we're, we're definitely still, you know, heavy on the mom, but a little light on the murder in, the, in this one. And the county prosecutor in this case, he actually, when they were talking to him about it, he said that this is one of the most confusing and complicated cases that he'd ever had to deal with. Oh, so shoot. Okay. We're going to get into it. And this is going to be um, pretty short and sweet. Well, not so much sweet as like psycho. And just like messed up, but um, it does go pretty quickly. Okay. It's kind of crazy. Okay, Let's do it. Let's Are you ready? It. I am. Okay. Um, so one thing I do want to say before um, I really start is that because I think one of the main victims in this case is a minor. In every article that I read, they don't actually release her name because Good. I think because she's a minor. Right. So um, for the sake of this, we're just going to call her Jane. So throughout the story, I will be talking about Jane. So Jane is your typical American teen. She is in high school in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Mount Pleasant. Mount Pleasant. I know. Do you think it's really a pleasant place? I don't know. Let me hear what the story's about. (laughs) <laughs> well, after you if hear the on story, here, I'm not quite thing, sure. <laughs> Mount Pleasant ain't so pleasant anymore. <laughs> I would say so. Right. Um, so she <laughs> she has a boyfriend, Owen. Um, so, uh, do you remember young high school love? Unfortunately, I do. <laughs> <laughs> 
just makes me think when we both, you know, had our boyfriends and we were like, where were we going? We we're on the way to like camping and we're like taking pictures with like our stuffies. <laughs> the, yeah, the teddy bears, bears that both of them had given us. And we're like, oh, that we're going to so be all be together forever. Yeah. Okay. We should have drowned ourselves in the ocean that day. <laughs> <laughs> Little did we know that although we thought those boys were our soulmates, we are each other's soulmates, Rachel. The fruit of my loop. The fruit of my loop. And so it doesn't matter that they're no longer in our lives because we have amazing men in our lives and we have each other in our lives. And that's that's what matters. Mine's still in my life. He's my baby daddy. I mean, true. (laughs) (laughs) That is very true. You'll never get rid of him. That's for sure. We love you, Danny. Um, just a sidebar, since you said this is a quick story, I just have to add this in really quick. Last night, which is so funny, we were watching the World Cup and we're sitting on the couch. And because we're watching the World Cup, um, started talking about soccer players and soccer in general, because that was a huge part of my life. And I was like, oh, yeah, technically, like my first first boyfriend, who wasn't really my boyfriend, but it was like my boyfriend, like in middle school. Yeah, he's a professional soccer player right now. And he's like, what? So I like pulled up the pictures and I'm showing him and he's like, <laughs> it was just weird. Like, why do I yeah. pull that up? You know? I didn't even yeah. know that. That's crazy. You didn't know me back then. I didn't. Um, middle school. We didn't really. I mean, I knew who you were because you were Sadie's. I knew I was like, oh, that's Sadie's best friend. Right. You know, because like I knew who Sadie was. Um, yeah, that's funny. Also, I would like to just say I got most athletic in middle school. You're welcome. Yes, you did. I girl. wasn't smart, but I could play sport. So I just want to point that out. <laughs> Speaking of, I couldn't really play sports, but I was smart. So I got what was the Balance. one? Most most likely to succeed yeah, in absolutely. middle school, I think I got. Oh, my God, dude. My mom pictures. just gave me my middle. Yes, I was going to say my mom just gave me back our middle school um, yearbook. We're totally going to post those pictures. Yeah, please send them to me because I don't have the yearbooks. I can't find them. But I have like a cutout. It was me and the other boy. His name was Caesar. Not my ex, but the other guy. <laughs> I got, uh, I'll send it. My mom literally yeah. just gave me a box of all my old yearbooks. So I will find it. Yes. Yes. All right. Here it comes. Guys. Okay. Okay. I'm so sorry. Owen sorry. and Jane, please get Where back were into we? the story. Owen and guys. Jane, young cool. high school love, living it up, mm-hmm. living their best high schooler lives, not a care in the world. I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm guessing at this point. But in early 2021, Jane and her boyfriend, Owen, start receiving messages text messages, social media messages, and I'm not just talking your average scam texts or sugar daddy or, hey, do you want to be a brand representative for this, that, and the other, blah, blah, blah. That's our entire inbox. I know. (laughs) No, um, these messages are bad. Okay, so according to the county prosecutor, they were, quote, harassing type text messages, demeaning, demoralizing, and just mean. People suck. Which we've all been there at some point where, you know, you receive some kind of mean message, whether it's from someone you know or not. And, you know, in high school, it's, I mean, it's tough. You're, right. you're at a very vulnerable point in your life where you're, you know, you're dealing with a lot of things. You're turning into a young adult and this is like, you know, not cool. Not cool. You also, you, you care more what people think oh, yeah. at that age. And it's, it's For unfortunate sure. because how, how much better would your experience have been if you could live like how I'd be living right now where I don't give a shit. (laughs) I don't care at all. And honestly, actually back then I really didn't either. And I'm thankful for who I was back then because I really didn't care then either. But so many people do. Yeah. um, Yeah. It's unfortunate. And I like to think that I'm a confident person. And even back in high school, you know, I like to think I was a pretty confident person as well. And yeah, some people said shit and I'm like, okay, get over yourself. But no, like there are still times where I remember like you guys, I remember there being, 
I think it was MySpace because I don't think I mean Facebook was around, but I don't think we really had Facebook in high school. It was it was all about MySpace, right? You were not on my top eight. Oh no, no, we weren't on each other's top eights. But that didn't so mean that rude. we weren't. I'm hold that well, except you. when you know when top eight turned to like top sixteen, or then like you could just put like ten, and then you could put like fifty. I think you made it when we changed fifty. I made you fifty. Thank you. <laughs> no. <laughs> Thanks. As long oh, as I she, made it, I you my, did. I, I know. I think at some point, so especially senior year, um, <laughs> when we got like really, really close, you were definitely up there. That is so funny. Okay. Anyway, um, but I do remember. I think it was a MySpace like page or some whatever it was, where they were like Heather, um, something something. Heather has the most annoying voice, and it was a whole page. Someone made a page about you. And someone made a whole page about, like, you know, Heather McLernan. That was my maiden name. Heather McLernan has the most annoying voice. And I was like, this is fucked up. Like, and I I remember that. That page was on my top eight. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Which... I mean, now I'm like, no, I really do. Listen, listen to my podcast. I have the most annoying fucking voice. Like we've both said that, right? Like, oh my gosh, what is with our voice? But back in, like, back when you're like 17 years old, like that's a rough thing, right? And so, like, I remember that to this day. So it sticks with you, yeah. So anyway, um, these kids are dealing with like mean things, and they eventually do go to their parents. Okay, and by mm-hmm. December 2021, Jane's mom, Kendra who was actually a basketball coach at the school, mm-hmm. and Owen's mom, Jill, they bring it to the school. And so they bring it to, you know, the, the administration at the school, and together the moms show the evidence of, like, this is incessant cyberbullying. Look, our kids are receiving these mean, demoralizing text messages. And Did they um, have who it was from at this point? Or was no, it like a it was all anonymous. thing? Okay. It was, so that oh, was what fake, was rough. Yeah. It was all anonymous, and it would come from different, like, it would come from, like, different numbers it would come from different accounts like it was it wasn't a single um one so i think that's what made it kind of harder to track and sometimes one thing i read is that they were getting up to 12 texts and or messages a day from this faceless anonymous source who the way that this source kind of spoke it kind of was claiming to also be like a high school aged kid Mm -hmm. who knew who knew jane and owen like personally like the messages were personal and these messages um they contained like really hateful speech you know they would call them messed up names and they would say things like kill yourself Mm -hmm. which Again, I mean, we've talked about how vulnerable you are when you're that age and how you're really trying to find yourself and, you know, like the the stuff you're receiving that can really have an impact on. um, And we've seen so many. I mean, you guys know there are cases where this type of cyberbullying and these type of messages and people telling you go kill yourself like that, that does result in, you know, kids taking their own lives and, and so is you can be held accountable for Hell that yeah you can you absolutely can be held accountable for that so what was that what was that case was that that girl uh i who, can see her face right now i mean too i can see yeah. her face but she basically right yeah, yeah like she you know she was sending those kind of messages to her boyfriend and, and then she was human. yeah she was held freaking accountable so well, she should be yeah a hundred percent anyone should be they're gonna be jerks like that okay so um, the two moms, Kendra and Jill, they bring it up to the school and the school actually ends up passing along all the information to local law enforcement. So ultimately, the school made the decision that they couldn't they, they, they couldn't find evidence. They couldn't find proof that the harassment was actually taking place like on school property and it didn't like use school devices. It's not like someone was logging into the school right. c- computers to like send it. So they 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 didn't really know like how to handle it. So um, a month later and. In January 2022, they did pass it on to local law enforcement and the cops take over the case. Definitely. And when the police take over the case, um, Kendra and Jill 
um, the moms, they're still working with authorities to try to figure out what's going on. And at this point, you know, even though it's been reported to the school, even though it's been reported to the cops, the messages are still coming in. So Jill, or Jane and Owen are still getting, you know, these messages. And at one point, um, Jane's mom, Kendra, she actually suggests that the culprit, um, she points to one of the, another kid that goes to the school goes to school with Jane and Owen, but the police couldn't really find any evidence of that. So they have to keep working the case. They're still trying to figure out who this anonymous source is. And eventually the FBI gets involved. So we've, we've talked a bit before about the FBI and their, um, it's the internet crime complaint center. That's Mm. kind of like part of, of that. And they take on, you know, cyber crime, like crime that happens with computers. And cause if you think about it, it's really easy for someone from another state to be cyber bullying someone from, you know, this state and using computers to do it. And so that's where, you know, the FBI, you know, because it's crossing state lines, um, you know, they come, they come into the case here. And so, but, but, um, so you say like another state, but if this person, like knows them and is is doing personal stuff and they think it could be someone at school like yeah it doesn't yeah. have to just be it doesn't like no and i think that part of the fbi getting involved too is you know they have a whole cyber you know right. like they're like internet sleuths and so like if even if it wasn't out of state they they are the ones that can be tracking ip addresses and and that kind of thing right Good. so one thing when I started looking at the FBI and kind of um, the the what they talk about in terms of cyberbullying, as early as 2013, which is now like 10 years ago, and at the time of this case, like nine years ago. Um, so just imagine like even before the FBI had said that the amount of cyberbullying reported to that crime complaint center was starting to increase. And what it also said was that since the pandemic – of course. There was a 40% increase wow. in cyberbullying. Wow. Which is just like... Are you struggling with a lack of access to captivating entertainment and media? Are you faced with constant judgment and ridicule from friends and family for your inability to respond appropriately to sensitive situations? If this sounds like you, you might be suffering from being emotionally dead inside. But it's not too late to make a change. One Nothing Podcast is a newly available treatment for being dead inside. Taken just once every two weeks, One Nothing could make a world of difference. By combining carefully measured dark humor to the amazing original formula of grisly fatalities, One Nothing Podcast has successfully entertained thousands of people suffering from death inside. And with access across all podcast platforms, treatment has never been more readily available. But don't trust my word. Here's some real-world testimonials from a few of our listeners currently undergoing treatment. From consistent doses of one Nothing podcast, my posture has greatly improved due to being kept on the edge of my seat. The one Nothing podcast comes on, everybody be like, shut the f*** up. I'll be quiet. But when the episode's over... I'll be talking again. Oh my gosh, buddy. I used to be on so many medications for blood pressure. And then I listened to One Nothing Podcast's episode on Kitty Genovese, moved into an apartment on my own, and haven't needed it since. That one really got my blood pumping. You know, listening to One Nothing Podcast, I'm, I'm not constipated anymore. I'm just full of shit. So what's stopping you from great entertainment? One Nothing Podcast is not intended for all audiences. Listeners under 18 years of age should obtain permission from your parent or guardian before downloading. Tell your therapist if you're predisposed to whining, complaining, leading podcasts poorly, being overall combative, or being easily offended, as One Nothing Podcast might not be right for you. So stop letting great content pass you by. Talk to your therapist today to see if One Nothing Podcast is right for you. That, like, that to me, it's just obviously. I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry, but obviously, no, no. people had way too much free time. Yes. Second of all, the amount of like 
uh, negative impact on people's mental health and then the fact that they take it out on other people because they're in right. such a bad place. It's just right. it's so hard. It's so yeah. hard. And you can't do that. You cannot be this keyboard bully, faceless person yeah. doing something like that to someone else. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. No, that's exactly what I was going to say. I mean, the pandemic, we know, obviously, there was a lot of physical health issues that came out of the pandemic, but there was so much mental health issues, especially for kids in that situation where they're stuck inside, their whole school routine is turned upside down, and now they're all behind a keyboard. Right. Right. So... So um, research related to cyberbullying, it actually started as early as the early 2000s, but it became much more discussed, much more researched um, in like 2008, 2009, um, which makes sense because that's when I feel like, for me at least, like that was my prime, like <laughs> I'm on my, like I get home from school, I'm immediately like on my MySpace and blah, 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 blah. Right. Um. And then one statistic I found was that in 2021, in a national sample of teenagers, so like 13 to 17 years old, 23.2% had been cyberbullied in the last month. So in the last month, that's basically one in four kids was cyberbullied. And that's just in the last month. So that's not even like across their whole lives, right? Like maybe it happened too much. Like that's just – it's. Oh, yeah, it's it is, sad. It is so sad. It is mm-hmm. so sad. Yeah. And so um, they, the research said that it tends to peak around age 14, 15. Um, and then it does decrease a little bit as the teens get a little bit older. But I mean, that's just, again, 14, 15, you're at such like a vulnerable stage in your life and you have so much going on. And it's just like, that's a very... Um, like that's the time where like the things that are happening to you lifelong you hold like, on life- to it you hold yeah. on to it yeah it yeah. is that's when you are creating your being and your identity and they affect you that's for sure 100% so. 100% so one thing i wanted to bring to this episode just really quickly before i get back into the story is like what can we do as parents to kind of help this out. So this was actually written, you know, this is this comes from the FBI website and it said a few things that we can do as parents. Communicate clear expectations to your children about appropriate behavior and privacy. Um that, you know, in general but also especially online, right? Okay? And the biggest thing is to like communicate that like out loud, you know. And um, know and or control, depending on, you know, maybe how old your child is, what apps are on the different devices in your home. So know what apps are downloaded on an iPad, on the on their phone, on, you know, whatever. And know who your your child is talking to, whether by text, whether by email, whether by social media. Like, I'm not sure chat rooms are as big of a thing anymore, but like, just they know. Are. They absolutely oh, they are? are. They're they're a big thing. And even just in games, like, you know, <sighs> whether it's like a Discord or like a game you can be playing yeah. and, and they're these real. Yeah. It, I mean. Oh, man. See, I don't have like, yeah. my kids can't write yet. So like, yeah. it kind of scares me, but. It's terrible. Yeah. But, yeah, that, but the now points I'm scared. that what you're giving, you know, is important. So continue. Yeah. Um, and then know what information they're sharing. Like know what photos they're sharing, know what videos they're sharing, know what personal information they're sharing. Like they maybe they think they're talking to a friend and they show them a picture of the outside of their house. Like that's that's yeah. scary. Right. So Absolutely. like like we need to make sure that our kids know like what is and was isn't okay to share with people. And what probably makes the most difference, again, this is from the FBI website, is parents and kids should be working together. Mm-hmm. Right. This should be an open communication and an open discussion. And the best thing you can do as a parent is to build that relationship with your child where both of you feel comfortable talking to each other about what your child's online experience is, mm-hmm. right? Like y- you need to make sure that you're allowing your kid the space to feel like they can come and talk to you. Right. And when I was talking to Zach about it, one thing that he said, which I think is 
you know, also very good is like this starts obviously before the child is even going to have an online experience. This starts when they're very young. They need to have like you and I were talking about, like they need to have that self-confidence. And so instilling in your child that self-worth and that self-confidence that, you know, if they do start getting trolled, that they can try to let that slide off as hard as and as much as like again like I thought I was confident but that shit hurt my feelings right right obviously like that happened when I was a teenager I'm still talking about it 20 years later like you know what I mean so but like but having that confidence where you know they that it's hopefully not getting to them on a on a deeper level and that if they do feel like it is they can come talk to you about it teaching our children their 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 worth what else would you say having kids who are that age? What else would what? A- What's well, terrifying? And, you know, it's we've had situations here and and it's a home with, you know, four parents involved. And you, mm-hmm. you do you have to try to work together. And it it's hard because we live in a world right now and it has been where. Phones are glued to people's being. Social media right. is something that is so, like, people want to be a part of. And, and maybe, you know, whether they don't think they're cool enough because they're they're not doing something. They, you know, they feel like they have to be a certain way to either fit sure. in or, or be, like, kind of make it, I guess, is the point I'm trying to get to. But, yes, it's not just social media. It's not just emails or texts or however you're saying it it is these other games i mean and you can even like there's tiktoks that'll go where people are just playing a game and maybe it's not even someone you're talking to all the time and the person in the game is just saying like oh you're you know calling names and like saying very like mean things yeah it's just it's just people thinking that they're cool because they're acting some sort of way and it's not it's not so i don't know when this kind of shift in being rude became a cool thing, but yeah. it's not. And so how do you, how do you change that? Especially with someone who like with people who are already at a certain point, you right. know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, so it, it is, it is very hard, but that open communication guidelines, trust, trust has to be built. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know. So people, whoever has examples <laughs> or stuff, send it, send it our way. Yeah. Um, but I think the tips that you gave and that information is is highly important. And mm-hmm. it, it does terrify me because seeing like how it was back in our day, even you, I know. that was so long ago for you and you hold on to that and yeah. things have only progressed and gotten worse and gotten, you know, more evil out there, I guess is like for sure unfortunate way to say it. But to think about my daughter who who wants a phone and who wants to do this. And I'm just like, girl, there ain't no way. Um, but she also like, let me just say a little funny snippet of bullying is 100% a real thing, obviously. And, but some people and it's because she's young, don't really understand the terminology or exactly what it means. Because She'll tell me she was bullied, which I'm sure that it happens even at my daughter's age. Sure, yeah. But she'll also tell me if I tell her, okay, I need you to go put your napkin away. You don't need to bully me. (laughs) I'm like, okay, so you don't know what that means, you know? So I'm just like, (laughs) oh my gosh. Put your fucking napkin in the trash can right now before I bully you. (laughs) But just, God, you know, anyways, that's different but no but i mean i think it's but but it is important right like you said at even at her age because i'm sure it's happening you know in in ways that she's not understanding the definition so like yeah it's i think it starts young and i think that's what we need to remember for sure sure. yeah okay so back to jane and owen back to jane and owen so like i said fbi got involved in April 2022, um, after it had been passed on, you know, to the police from the school a few months earlier. So at this point, you know, it's been months of thousands of messages, um, and it's it's continuing on. And this anonymous bully, so the reason they were having difficulty and the reason they got the FBI involved is because they were using software that would hide the identity of the sender. So they use the VPN, mm-hmm. which basically makes it to where your IP address can't really be tracked. Um, 
But eventually, you know, the FBI being the freaking FBI, their cyber team, they were able to connect the text to an IP address in the Mount Pleasant area. Okay. Okay. Knowing that it's there. Yes, exactly. They were able to narrow down the perpetrator to the local area. And one thing I read from the prosecuting attorney was basically because the VPN is supposed to mask your IP address. But what they found was that this IP address was popping out right before the messages were being sent and then popping back in after. So... Yeah, they couldn't exactly track the IP address, mm. It's but they could see when the IP address was coming in and out, right? right? So basically, the person was using the VPN, um, and then they could match the times when they were using okay. it to when the messages were being okay. sent, right? Okay. And then the other thing they were able to tell, which I find this like so crazy, is they were able to tell that the person was using an iPhone to do it. Okay. I'm like... Okay, and then from there, they were able to match a phone number because they were able to tell, okay, this isn't coming from a computer, it's coming from a phone, and they were able to match the phone number. And guess who the phone belonged to? Owen. No. God, was it a mom? (gasps) Yes. No. It was Jane's own mother. What a... Oh, my God. Yeah. So Kendra Lakari, Jane's own mother, had been sending. Wait, hold on. Because we've gone to so many sidebars. Only going to her daughter or were they going to Owen, too? They were going to both Both. So Kendra, Jane's own mom, for months had been sending thousands of hateful messages to her own daughter and her daughter's boyfriend. Okay. And at one point, she tried to frame another kid, right? So not only is she like dragging her daughter and Owen, but now she's dragging another kid into it. Oh, you know, I should have immediately like thought of them, which I guess I was not because I do think. Because your thought should be how in the world can a mother do that to their own child? A hundred percent. But as soon I mean, as we've seen worse from moms school, before, but like, yeah, for real? Yeah, yeah. But you know how like even in a crime, right? So like whether it's missing, murder, whatever, the the person puts themselves at the center of it, whether it's an investigation or right. the service or right. whatever it is. So for this mother to, you know, try to find this person and try to be helpful yep. and try to like yep. go to the school and, and continue and try to work with FBI. And it's like, they're putting themselves right at the center. It's the exact same situation. Right. Yep. <sighs> exactly. Exactly. So they obviously, they go talk to her, they confront her with the evidence and she pretty much confesses when she's confronted. Well, she's got so she- you. Yeah, like, it's hard evidence right here, baby. Like, come on here. So um, she said that she hadn't sent the early harassing text messages, but then she just fed off from it and began to send them. And I'm just like... So she saw that her daughter was getting bullied by someone else, and then she was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to jump in on this. Make it worse. Yeah. That, according to her, that's what it was. And, she, and then she goes on to say that she got, quote unquote, caught up. And sending the messages and just kept sending them. And it's like, I'm sorry. This was happening for months. For months. Wow. So after her confession, she's obviously, like, arrested. And she's charged. And they, they charged her with a bunch. They charged her with two counts of stalking a minor. Mm-hmm. Right? Two counts of using um, computers to commit a crime. And one count of obstruction of justice because she knew what was going on and she wasn't, you know, she probably lied when she first was talking to cops about it. Well, not probably. She definitely lied when she was first talking to cops about it, right? sure. So when the evidence, like, is all coming out, they said there was hundreds of pages of texts and messages from social media and they, they said it was you know, a large, like a huge digital footprint. Once they like were able to track it, like they were able to find all this. And we've talked about this before on like several cases, but like everything you do can be tracked. For sure. So just don't fucking do it. Yeah. Like don't do these things. 
not just because it can be tracked, but just like in general, <laughs> don't fucking do it. So it's like everyone thinks like they have that like not me mentality as yeah. if it yeah. won't go the length or go the distance of like figuring it out. Yeah. And also like what piece of absolute garbage yeah. would do that to their child. That is just it's so sad. Yeah, that's so sad. Suck, man. It's like, what the hell? Like, uh, mm. ugh, what the hell? Eventually, she does plead guilty to the two counts of stalking. And as part of, like, the plea deal, they, they drop the rest of the charges. Um, and then get this. She was, you know, throughout the trial, there's one point where she is released on bond. Mm-hmm. Um, where I'm like, well, I hope part of that bond conditions is that she's not allowed to freaking use her phone oh. but like give her one of well, those old like, school flip you, phones how do you live with your mom after that you know what i mean well so it's like for me it's like how yeah go ahead You're that's like, that's what it, that's the whole thing is because th- as part of the 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 bond agreement she wasn't supposed to contact her daughter good but she did oh. and they rev- and they tried they they filed a motion to revoke her bond because she, they said like look you know this trial i mean it's it's a it's probably part of a standard trial. Like, hey, if you're out on bond, you shouldn't have any contact with the victims of your crime. And so, yeah, but she did. She tried to try to contact her daughter. Um, she's eventually sentenced to 19 months to five years in prison on those on the counts. And um, and the judge, he said that um, because the you know, the, the trial's over, you've been sentenced. He said, at this point, you know, you could be free to contact your daughter. Maybe at this point, too, maybe her daughter turned 18, so, like, the rules are different. But ultimately, the judge said, like, it's up to the family as to whether or not they want to rebuild that relationship, um, which is, and I'll tell this next part, makes me so sad oh. in terms of rebuilding the relationship, but... So when it came to her sentencing, you know, a lot of times at sentencing, they let the the person who's been convicted of the crime and obviously like the victims of that crime speak. And so when when Kendra, when Jane's mom, Kendra, was was speaking, she was supposedly emotional and she said, you know, oh, I'm sorry. And she said she was getting help for her own issues, which is like, yeah, you yeah, clearly have for some. sure. That's obvious. Yeah. And and then, you know, they also let the 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 victims talk about it. And because, you know, their feelings should also be taken into account when it comes to the sentencing. So Owen, the boyfriend, who I think is not the boyfriend at this point, I think, you know, they broke up at this point. But him and his family were like, hell no, like this lady deserves hard time, like throw the book at her like this is this is messed up stuff. Um, and then, but, uh, and this part makes me so sad. Her own daughter, so Jane, she wanted leniency for her mom. Right. One article that I read is that she didn't want to feel responsible for putting her mom in prison. And I'm like, first of all, you're, you wouldn't, your mom has to take responsibility for her own actions. You're not responsible for putting your mom in prison. She did that to herself. But like the fact that her daughter just went through, cyberbullying for months and months and months to come to find out that it was her own mother doing it and then to make the decision that like I don't want to feel like I'm putting my mom in jail it's true like, victim mentality though like that's I mean exactly it makes yeah I'm like and- I, it's rough it's rough right that's so sad that yeah. just it hurts because I can absolutely see where she's coming from you know and it's right. like you you it's unfortunate but you would feel that guilt or that right that that pain for something like that and you can you can still be mad you can still be oh, angry yeah, for you sure. can still have all of those feelings towards the person who does that but then also it's like you know she probably has seen her mom struggle it sounds like yeah. and knowing that yeah. she needs help you know but that is it's oh, yeah poor girls i know so when the judge um you know, gave the sentence, he said um, one thing that, you know, it was, it was, you know, at at the least 19 months up to five years. Right. And the judge sentenced that because they said 
and they're correct, there could be long-term trauma to these kids, right? Long-term say, trauma. Should, and, and I know, obviously, with you saying that Jane, you know, has that feeling. Yeah. Yes. But it's like, even for Owen, these families should be suing, these children should be suing her for the amount of money it's going to take therapy-wise. For therapy. To, oh, to, for 100%. Um, feel there to to gain their worth and their confidence and their value back because that was stripped from them yeah and so the judge yeah they were like look there could be long-term trauma to these kids and then the judge also said like also to the community like this lady was a freaking basketball coach at their school and so for the kids the kids at that school to just even if they you know if they find out what happened like Oh my gosh, you know, right. so like, yeah, that's true. Like, the, like the, this community has to deal with the fact that someone who was allowed to be at the school, a mother of one of the students was responsible for this kind of behavior. So yeah, so that's basically it. So she sentenced. Um, but like, one thing that gets me is like, that I, I couldn't and like they specifically said it in a lot of these articles. What in the world was her motive? Like, clearly she's got issues, but, like, what did she want or what was she trying to get out of these messages? When I was telling Zach about this case, he's like, what, did she not like the boyfriend? Did she, like, what was going on? And I was like, I don't know. I don't know. Has she ever released a statement of why? No, she never said. She just said that, you know, she has, she's working through her own issues. And so it makes me think, like, one thing I'm thinking, it makes me think of almost, like, munchausen's by proxy and in, mm-hmm. but instead of inflicting like physical harm to her daughter she's inflicting emotional harm to her daughter and then she gets to talk to police about it she gets to talk to the school about it she gets to talk to the fbi about it you know and then i, I mean maybe but then the fact that she's also going after, like, the daughter's boyfriend, too. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I guess, like, my head goes to this really sick, twisted thing where none of this is valid. None of this came from the story. Obviously, I don't know the story. But this is alleged. In my like, head, allegedly, <laughs> allegedly speaking, um, instantly I create this whole scenario in my head where this mother misses her youth and this, this mm. time in her life and – she maybe she sees her daughter happy and she sees her daughter thriving in an environment and she she either like had that life once or maybe she didn't have that you know I can see either that, yeah. way but it's like whether she had that and and she misses it and she wants it back or she didn't get to have what her daughter has so now she feels the need to come in and and kind of ruin that or take that away or strip that away and it's such a messed up thought but that's exactly like where my head goes of like just that makes me think of wanda holloway like forcing her daughter into a situation like forcing like doing this you know because she felt some type of way about her own child you guys we all have trauma we all have trauma and it's very unlikely that as a parent, we're never going to let that trauma somehow impact our parenting. Like, it's just bound to happen. But please don't let it be in this way. Like, come no. on. No. Let's all be better than that. Right. Better people and better parents. Like, if your child has something that you didn't have, be grateful. Be thankful. Right. You know you're doing a good job. If your mm-hmm. child doesn't have something that you did have, if they're struggling and, and, and you didn't have that... Find a way to give it to them. Find a way mm-hmm. to to make it okay. Make it right. Make it better. Don't administer this uh, freaking ah uh, just psycho situation onto your to your I know. kids. So I know uh, it's it's really it's it's crazy. So Jane Owen, we wish you the best. I mean, they were high schoolers at this time, so they're probably, like, getting ready to graduate, go to college, like, you know, and I just hope you guys know that this was, first of all, it's not your fault, Jane, you're not responsible for your mother's actions, and you just have to understand that, you know, people, including parents, are fucked up sometimes, but, you know... You need, do what you need to do. Go to therapy. Go to whatever you need to do to to try to move past it, and um and and get where you need to be. And Kendra, just just get your shit together. 
lady. Yeah, find like you need you. to go to therapy too. And you need right. to really work hard on yourself because that's not a, it's not okay. Right. Yep. So yeah, that yeah, Jane, is Jane, uh, Jane in air quotes. Uh, if yeah. you make the choice to forgive your mother, good for you. We understand that. If yeah. you make the choice to not forgive your mother, we understand good for that, you. Yeah. You know, and, and don't let anyone else's view opinions or, or, tell you yes, yeah do yes. what do what you need to do girl follow right. your heart and and, then, and and just because you make a decision one day doesn't mean you can't take it back the next if you decide right. i'm gonna forgive her and then a year from now you're like no actually i'm still holding on to this i need a break then right. fucking do what you need to do for yourself at that time because we are human and just because we make a decision doesn't mean we can't change it later Right. So, and especially because, like, as you grow, you're going to work through more and more of what this meant to you as a person. So do what, I do what you hope. need to do whenever you need to do it. And don't feel like you have to stick to a decision. Because that's one thing, like, I think about all the time. Like, people who potentially have hurt you or traumatized you or whatever in the past, it's like, okay, I forgive this person. And then then you start thinking about it. You know, you know what? Actually, like, I still don't feel, I don't feel good. Like, I, I want, maybe one day I'm okay with it. The next day I'm not. And that's okay. That's human. That's normal. So I I truly hope that this situation, this um is one of those what doesn't kill you makes you stronger type thing. I hope so. Yeah. Where for both she, Jane and Owen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I keep saying she as if he wasn't a victim to it too, so I apologize. But to both of them, I do hope that that's exactly what it is and that you you just grow and and realize mm-hmm. and that's so hard. But I wow, know. wowzers. Hey, moms, do better. Don't do that. Yeah. Yeah, come yeah, on, guys. For the moms out there, do not bully <laughs> your children and send them do that. hateful messages and, and hurt them. Don't, don't do that. Just don't do that. <laughs> Just don't do that. For real. Do that. <laughs> wow, Heather. Yeah. But yeah. Well, the CC, I was trying to go like lighter and not murdery, but this one hits hard on the parenting factor. Like it right. really does. And so, um, but you know, I thought it was, uh, we haven't talked. I mean, we've talked about cybercrime, you know, on dating will be the death of me. We talked about like yes. some crazy cybercrimes and stuff, but this one is very specific. Um, and it's an, it's an issue out there, you guys, cyberbullying. So just, you know, if, if you're not already involved in your child's online life, like make sure, you know, that you're, you're doing those things I talked about and, and have that open, um, honest, um, communication with your kids. I think that's very important. And it really opens my eyes. I mean, like, obviously, like I've seen stuff about cyberbullying. We've all seen like, you know, things like that. But like, my kids are young, and I don't think about it. But you know what, it's never too early to start thinking about it and instilling in your child, you know, those what's right, what's wrong, you know, that self worth and and things like that. So yeah. Yeah, raise your babies up. Don't bring them down. Don't pull them down. Yes. Yes. I love that. Next shirt. Thank you, Heather. (laughs) So many shirts. (laughs) (laughs) It's all talk. We have no shirts, guys. (laughs) Everything we say, we want to put on a shirt. I know, right? Someone just needs to, like, come up with, like, a list of everything we've said. Next shirt. Neat, 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 neat. (laughs) It's just a walking dialogue shirt with every single quote we've ever said. <laughs> you know what we need is we need one of those, you know how they used to sell those belts that were like um, like oh, a screen changed. and you could mm-hmm. type in, like that's what we need. We need like a shirt that's like a belt and we could just type in the new <laughs> slogan. <laughs> so funny. That's funny. Well, thank you for that. Um, it is. It's a hard topic, but hard topics need to be talked about. And, and for sure. You guys, if you guys have any other stories like this that we can look into let us have it because it's it's so hard and we're all just out here well most of us are out here trying our best apparently (laughs) some are not but just doing our best and trying to to learn and to see what's right and how to how to do this and let's help each other let's help each other for sure and if you're ever having hard days if you're one of those people if right now you're bullying your child and you're doing something to your child, stop. Just stop. Find someone to talk to. And and yeah. maybe you'll feel like, 
I can't talk to someone about it. They're going to judge me. Maybe they will, but maybe you need that help. Maybe you need need someone to kind of set the record straight and be like, what you're doing is not okay. And it's hard. How about every single time you want to text your child a hateful message, you text me so I could tell you, don't fucking do it. (laughs) Don't fucking do it. I got you. I will help you through that. But, um, yeah, wow, okay, thanks for that, and, uh, whoo, that's a way to start the day. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> um, let's, let's yeah. end on a, let's end on a good note. Okay. Um, one thing I'm very excited about today, I think I, I mentioned it earlier, I'm about to spend two, like, two days straight in some pools right now. Yes. And I have been feeling very insecure about my mom bod, as many of us do at different points in our life. But I went online and I bought myself a cute little, what do you call them, tikinis, where it's like, you know, I'm going to cover up my mom belly because, you know, it's still still popping. And even though I've been going to the gym... And feeling better about myself, you put a bathing suit on and it's like a hit and miss thing. But I was very happy with the bathing suit I found. It is cute. It is as flattering as I think it can be. And I'm excited to go out there in my mom bathing suit and get my mom tan on and spend some time with my kids in the pool. Yeah. So... Shout out to those those summer pool days coming up. <laughs> shout out to those summer pool days and shout out to go wear that bathing suit. Yeah, go girl. rock that body and guess what? Rock like it. you are loved and you are valued and you are cherished and those kids are not going to look at you any other way and mm-hmm. oh some kids do look at you other way. Because actually, let me tell you a story real quick. Uh, yesterday oh no. at work, what this child, say? Oh, okay. <laughs> not, not Kenzie, <laughs> at work, one of my one of my preschoolers came up to me and was like, are you going to have a baby? And I was <gasps> like, no. And then he was like, what's in your belly? And I said, that's Taco Bell. And he <laughs> stared at me, totally did not understand. And then like one of the teachers started freaking hysterically laughing. But I was like, yeah, that is this is, a food This baby. is exactly... this is why i have to tell you guys if any of you follow me on social media let me tell you what my daughter um or if you i guess if you don't follow me on social media let me tell you what my daughter said to me the other day how come i can't like find it uh well anyway okay this is what my daughter decided Mm. to say she was looking at my belly and she goes mama your belly's so big your belly's so big. And I was just like, okay, like, thank, thank you for that. Like, we, we can, like, stop. We love those reminders, like, thanks. Yeah. Yeah, like, you can, like, <laughs> chill about that now. And then she goes, um, you ate so much. You yeah. ate so much. That's why your belly's so big. And I'm like, okay, wow. Like, thank you. Like, we're, we're good. And then she goes, it's big. So big. Huge. And I was like, okay. Like, you can stop yeah. talking about my belly now. Like, thank you. <laughs> And she goes, it's this big. And she does that thing where she, like, you know, spreads her, her arms out all wide. And I'm like, cool. Like, awesome. Like, great. Yeah. And I was just like, let's, let's, we're good. We're good now. Like, stop talking about this. And in the moment, like, obviously, I think it's hilarious. I mean, I still think it's hilarious now. Because, like, we do this all the time. Like, ooh, your belly's big. You ate. Because I, I like to, like... Like, oh, good job eating. Your belly's so big. Like, I'm not trying to make it, like, a bad thing. So she no. doesn't see it as a bad thing either. Right. And, but I'm sitting there going, okay, we can stop. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my, my belly. gosh. I'm, you like, literally getting trolled by a freaking three-year-old, but okay. Oh, my gosh. It's the reverse story. I know. I'm going to cover you on the next episode of Like Mother, Like Murder. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> Until that next episode, y'all. You guys, you guys know where to find us. Um, everything is switched over to like mother, like murder. Make sure you guys are hitting us up on our, on the socials. We have our new Gmail, like mother, like murder at gmail.com. So send us those stories. Like Rachel said, if there's something you want us to cover, um, and you know, until next time. Yeah, we'll talk to you guys next week and have an amazing weekend. We love you guys. Talk to We you. love you. Que love you, bye. Que love you, bye.
it is solvable. It was solvable two weeks after it happened. March 25th, 2004, Cross Plains, Tennessee. Their last day, question mark. Jennifer, just 21, stands in the kitchen of her boyfriend, Joey Benton's family home, where she and her two-year-old daughter, Adriana Wicks, have been living. She has the only phone in the home in her hand and is on a call with her father. Jennifer expresses how the night before, she and her boyfriend's parents, Joe and Cindy Benton, had been involved in a very heated argument. In fact, it was so heated that Jennifer was still rattled from the night before. She moves the receiver down to talk to a muffled female voice coming from behind her. She then says goodbye to her father and hangs up the phone. And what happens next? Well, that's what we're here to find out, isn't it? Jennifer and Adriana Wicks have not been seen or heard from since March 25th, 2004. I'm a true crime investigative podcaster living in the same town where the Wicks girls went missing. Hi, I'm Jules, and I've teamed up with Jennifer's sister, Casey Robinson, to ask some big questions from our little hush town that we've been too afraid to ask each other over the last 20 years. Where are Jennifer and Adriana Wicks? Small towns talk and... Guess what? We're listening. Missing in Hushtown is coming 2024, wherever you get your podcasts. The entire first season will drop in August. We'll see you then.